I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys. Happy Tuesday. Real quick, let me just ask you a question. Think back. Have you rated us and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts? No? Well, if you are on Apple right now, like 90% of you are, Go ahead and scroll down to the bottom of our feed and you can literally just hit a button of five stars takes two seconds or whatever rating you want to give us. Hopefully it's five stars, but scroll down to the bottom of our feed and you can just hit it. It takes two seconds and it really helps our show to gain exposure and obviously reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. I've heard from so many of you guys that you've stopped listening to traditional news because of this podcast. There's other people out there who need this space who just don't know about it yet. Help us find them by taking two seconds out of your day to scroll down. And if you're not on Apple, it's still really easy to go to the Apple app, type in news du jour, and again, scroll to the bottom, hit five stars. Takes two seconds and we would really, really appreciate it. All right, and for our first story today, we are discussing the G7, NATO, and a meeting with Putin. So there is a busy agenda for President Biden this week, from wrapping up the G7 to attending the NATO summit in Brussels to meeting with one of the world's biggest troublemakers, Vladimir Putin. There's a lot going on. So let's walk through these events in chronological order. First off, the G7 wrapped up with worrisome talk about China and Russia as two of the most problematic nations of the modern era. For reasons we have discussed in depth on this podcast, but mostly to do with repressing their people's wishes as a good summary of the entire problem with both countries. But while everyone can agree that these countries are acting out against their own people, the G7 countries disagreed a lot on other things, like the best methods of tackling climate change and how they're going to handle coal emissions. But they did agree to donate billions, billions with a B, of doses of the coronavirus vaccines over the course of not just months, but years to help struggling developing countries battle this virus. All seven countries did commit to cutting their emissions in half by 2030 which is huge. 
If you remember, the last time we were part of the G7, President Trump initially signed the agreement at the end of the G7 that he attended and then abruptly canceled this agreement via tweet from Air Force One, calling the Prime Minister of Canada, quote, dishonest and weak, end quote. So this obviously had left a bad taste in the mouth of the other three countries' leadership as they felt betrayed by this sudden reversal after spending days discussing these things in person. But this G7 ended with a unified address from all seven countries to China, asking them to return autonomy to Beijing. Next up, the NATO summit took place yesterday. So the news we have on it is limited at this time, but the entire press corps went over there with Biden to cover it. So we will definitely get an earful here in the next day or so. This is the 31st NATO summit. And for those who don't know, it is held in Brussels, Belgium at their headquarters. NATO is yet another alliance of countries that come together to help influence global politics for the better, encouraging peace and stability world over. It is based on the North Atlantic Treaty that was signed in 1949 following the end of World War II. There are currently 30 countries who are members of NATO, but that hasn't always been the case. Some countries have come and gone over the years for various reasons. This summit is held, you know, at a similar time and covers similar topics to the G7. And China and Russia as troublemakers were definitely high up on their list to talk about, as well as climate change and the U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. Biden asked all these countries to help him in calling out phony democracies, you know, situations where countries try to look like a democracy, but don't actually function like one. This was obviously a jab at both China and Russia, but other countries as well that oppress their own people while their leaders are busy rigging elections to make it look like they won. But on Wednesday, Putin is actually set to sit down with Biden, that's tomorrow, to address all that has come between our two countries in recent years. I mean, this relationship is really at a low, which has been acknowledged now by both leaders going into this meeting. They plan to discuss things like cyber attacks, aggression towards neighboring nations, and if Biden gets his way, maybe even the poisoning of the Kremlin's opponents. Putin is obviously expected to fire back with remarks about how the U.S. has done similar things to what he's doing, as he has done in recent years. So that's a summary of where these three events are currently, but as always, we will keep you posted on all of it. And for our next story real quick, Kim Jong-un and his weight loss. So on top of all of the other important international headlines swirling around the G7 and NATO conferences, 
There's also another international story that's making headlines, but this time about the authoritarian leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. But strangely, the conversation circles around his weight loss. Now, why would that impact global politics? Well, there might actually be some weight to it, pun intended. Kim Jong-un is pretty much been heavy set in recent years, but lately there have been rumors swirling that he's seriously ill. He has attempted to put these rumors to rest, but noticing his sudden weight loss since he's been out of public view has many people wondering if these rumors might have some merit. So why does anyone care if he's sick? Well, he has no children and therefore no clear heir to the throne of North Korea. So should he be ill, which we are not 100% certain that he is, it would create what's called a power vacuum where people will begin vying for that powerful spot as North Korea's supreme leader. Not such a little thing anymore, huh? Kim has always been a heavy smoker and pretty overweight. This is not a good combo for long-term health, but it is possible that he's just been on a diet or working out. Maybe. But this is a dude who is catered to pretty much around the clock and pretty set in his ways. He's also been seen with a walking stick in recent years and is said to have had some type of cyst on his ankle. He continues to insist that North Korea has not found one single case of the coronavirus, but global health experts find that to be unlikely. Could that be what he had been suffering from? We don't know exactly what health problems he may have, if any, but if more info comes out, we will be sure to let you know. And for our final story of the day, the Kardashians finale. So for this last story, we have some celebrity updates to relay to you guys. In case you missed it, the final episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians has aired. There were tears, there were long walks down memory lane, and of course, a sponsored family vacation. But really, it is kind of the end of an era. There will be no more funny memes or clips of their show to turn into TikTok sounds. But not to worry, we will still likely see a lot of their lives on social, as we do anyway. But that said, we do have to discuss the elephant in the room of this finale. Or should I say, the Victoria's Secret model in the room. And no, I am not talking about Kendall. On Kanye West's birthday earlier this month, the entire Kardashian clan posted to tell him happy birthday on social media, essentially still claiming him as one of their own as he shares many children with Kim amid their processing their divorce. However, shortly thereafter, the famous rapper unfollowed Kim and her sisters and has since been spotted with Irina Shayk 
Bradley Cooper's Russian ex who is a bonafide supermodel out at his ranch. Turns out, Kim has likely known about this situation for weeks. Irina and Kanye have reportedly been friends for years. She modeled for the music video of his called Power, and he even name-dropped her in one of his songs, like he did with Kim K prior to courting her. The two booked a romantic getaway to the south of France for the rapper's birthday and have been photographed together solo. Thus, his abrupt unfollowing. For those who don't follow these types of things, this probably is not that surprising. So Kanye gets a girlfriend. Who cares? But these are kind of an unlikely duo. And just the thought of him jumping into this amid a pretty serious divorce is crazy, even by Kanye's standards. But we'll have to see what might come of it. Maybe nothing, but maybe more babies with word names. Who knows? And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, it is not the stars that hold our destiny, but ourselves. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.